Nurses Station. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hi, everybody. It's Kat. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Once again to you two. Get on out of there, out of the waiting room, folks. The elevator doors have opened. We're going to take this ride all the way up to the 10th floor. And while we're at it, we're going to be listening to Days for Dummies, which was just on YouTube. If you missed, if you missed that when we're done here, go back to the YouTube channel. Go back to the library. Check out what we're doing when it comes to talking about Days of Our Lives. But that was earlier today. That's over. That's done with. That's in the past. Can I just say one thing about yeah. days, though? Days for dummies. If you don't know anything about the show, come over there and watch it. Come on over there. Because we don't know anything either. We don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. We're going to class. Yeah, we're sincerely like, okay, so who are these people? And what did they do? And then Angela like talks for 10 minutes telling us everything that used to happen on days. So, you know, it's, it's like watching reruns. <laughs> It's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good, it's a good time, time and we're all learning together. We're yeah. in the squad. <laughs> but get on out of that uh, uh, get on out of that waiting room folks. We got we got a full house as always. We got a full house for everybody. Okay? And they can hear us. And that's always important. <laughs> it is important. Well, Chandra's here. Wolfgang is here. Este. Hey, Este. Who else we got talking here? We got Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Kelly Tufer. Kelly was here earlier as well. Hello Rochelle. Carolyn is here. Um, scrolling down Mary Woods. Hello, Mary. Uh, don't worry, Kelly. I've got my coffee. I'm not going to forget it. Uh, Este, I think I said your name already. Rochelle. Oh, goodness. Yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Just chit-chat chatter happening already. My God. Yeah. And, oh, goodness. You know what? You know what? We're, we'll, we'll, we'll start, we'll start right from the top, okay? We're going to go all the way up to the 10th floor. We're stepping out of the elevator we're gonna look left and you have a completely just knocked out passed out sasha i'm being reeled by you taken to ferncliff to be oh chained to a bed and what? then holy smokes completely gaslit completely just blatant just overwhelmingly lied to by dr she wasn't montague gaslit. she's lit on fire i'm sorry she wasn't just gas lit. She was lit on fire. She was lit on fire. Yeah, they're like, my God. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all of the good things that you thought were happening are delusions. All of the people that were supporting you are not real. That was just in your head. You need to be here. You almost killed Cody. You have lost your marbles and don't even realize it. Gladys has crossed the line in such a way where she, she, she can't even see the line anymore. No. She crossed the line and she sprinted into the zone of what the hell what have i done and now she's afraid of dr montague as well well he's taking he's, total control of the situation he's a complete nutcase he's a complete nutcase she is well in overhead yet again that's all gladys ever gets in is way over her head with this oh, sort of stuff and it is it is done it like gladys is done <laughs> There really is no going back at all for Gladys. She used to be an annoyance. Somebody that was kind of a, a hey, you know how it used to be like, hey, you know how she was just irritating. She was a gnat that was just flying around yes. the Corinthos family. And she was. now, holy crap, Gladys, you are a villainess. This is the worst thing you've ever done in your life. And you lied about Brando being dead. Yeah. I think. <laughs> She did. She did. She did. She, she did. did. She blew uh, into town talking, crying about her dead son. 
Oh my god, just just think, Chandra said, just think, Mama Cat Matt in the chat could have opened a can on that dock if he tried to get on the elevator with us. Right? Sincerely, Dr. Montague, right. you have earned your name, Montague. Goodness. And then we, we smash him. We hit him He's over the head with a, with, a, with a statue. <laughs> I mean, and what does, what does Monar Dr. Montague really have to gain by this, really? Control over Sasha because he's a creep? I mean, he's a gambler himself, but, I mean, there's no big get for him. Not, Not really. Not know of yet, unless it's sincerely just trying to gain control of Sasha because, uh, you know, in those early therapy lessons, he was giving her the googly eyes, you know. Wasn't mm -hmm. he all like, hey, Gladys, tell me more about Sasha. Mm -hmm. Maybe you know, there's a backstory there. I don't know. Maybe he's he's just he's just a creep. It's like when um, Molly or was it Molly was dealing with that creepy professor. Yeah. Yeah. There was somebody. Somebody was being super creepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll help you get your DA job if you if you just hang out with me in my home." I remember that guy. Yeah. Man. And, mm. and Kelly says that Gladys realizes that she really stepped in it this time. And yeah, after every scene, yeah, she's always she like. <laughs> and the only, you know, and the only way. I mean, I think Gladys is going to be run out of town no matter what, but Sonny could help her mop it up. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, Sonny's capable of anything. All you have to do is tell Sonny, and it, it'll be fine. They'll tell you. He'll help you every time. <laughs> and don't, don't worry, I got it. I'll take care yeah. of you. Send my goons out there. I can solve uh -huh. all your problems because I'm Sonny Corinthus. Well, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Royalty What's has awesome? arrived. Queen of the South is here. <laughs> my lady. <laughs> 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 Sasha, I know. Man, they got her all tied up and everything. Janice, tied up, chained to the bed. She cannot go, but she's and she. Okay, remember a couple of weeks ago when I said the perfect person to realize that something is effed up is Sasha. Yep. And we are at that point. Sasha knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that she is being lied to. She uh, Montague left. I, I don't know if he. She. I don't know if Gladys and and. and and she were ever alone together. Maybe they were in the beginning. I don't remember. But there was a point in which Sasha was pleading with Gladys. Please. Yes. Because this is this is a person that up until this very moment in time, she thought she could trust to not mm -hmm. lie to her. And here she is clearly saying, no, no, that's all in your head. You need to be here, all that kind of stuff. Gladys, come on. You have to let me out of here. Intense. Kelly Tebow. Not Kelly Tebow. She's off the show anymore. Uh, Sophia Massive. <laughs> Did, did she get nominated for an Emmy this year? Is she, is she so. a part of it? Not this time? Well, it, I hope it happens next year. Because she has been so flipping good for so long now. I agree. Really one of the most powerful performers on that cast, in my opinion. And I... And way back in the day, when she when she first came in the canvas as, as you know, pretend daughter to Nina, I always liked her. You know, I always enjoyed, you know, the mm -hmm. character and what she was doing, the relationships that she had. She gets drugged by um, 
Cassandra Pierce and is in the hospital and, and that's the beginning of just her tragic life. But uh Yeah. <laughs> you know, all these little bit things and then pretending to cheat with Chase and all that, all these little bit things I'm like, Oh, Sasha's a great little character. She's she's fun for these couple of years. I wonder what it's gonna be like in five years when she's not on the show anymore, you know, that kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. like what what a good little character to come in uh but eventually they'll run out of people for her to date and for things for her to do and i imagine sasha will leave that's not what happened and that's not where we're going with this character either i do not see a point in which they're like okay we're done with her not not no i don't see it yet either i i'd also also don't see her next um uh, man on the canvas either that's cody yeah, probably. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Cody. This yeah, is this Cody. is their big coming together story because he's going to be the one that is able to fight off Gladys because he really knows what's going on. Yeah, he does more so than everybody else because he he knows her he, involvement with the gambling games and such. And he was honest with Dante this week, but not honest quite enough. Not totally, totally, but, totally honest. But you know, we but, we we have the classic. Almost sweeps. though, we have the classic General Hospital sweeps uh, this week. Uh, you know, it's, it's July. July is a sweeps month. Mm -hmm. It just ended this week. And every single time sweeps comes around, the secrets are revealed. Every story hits some sort of, uh, breaking point. Things yep. are moved along citywide every single time we hit sweeps. And then it settles down and we get a bunch mm -hmm. of trudging along until the next sweeps where everything moves along again. So... You know, the temporary writers in with the sweeps of these stories mm -hmm. has really kind of created a pocket of just interesting television this week. General Hospital, in my opinion, was super good. I enjoyed it. Thursday, I thought, was awesome. And that's that's the day. That's the day they, you know, Sasha with Gladys and all them. That's the day with um, Finn and Elizabeth, Portia and Curtis and their swapping of the conversations and kind of being a team when it comes to supporting uh the ashfords in that and just that yeah. was it was good it was good say what you want about finn and elizabeth before but you can't say it's bad right now it's not bad right now. it's <laughs> not and you know what i thought of matt hmm. i thought of when we had coffee with fido yeah do you remember how fido really wanted to know how on board we were with Chase and Brooklyn getting back together, and did did he did 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 he did did, did we did we buy it? Were we into it again? Yeah, were we into it again and stuff? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, well, and he said, and and I remember him telling us, I hope the scenes that we're going to be doing will maybe change your mind. Yeah, yeah, like the fans' minds. Um, yeah, uh, remember him saying that? I, I do, I do remember him saying that. Um, I, I got it. Okay, so I don't know. So it, it's it's a weird position for me to be in right now because now we get to talk about General Hospital. We get to talk about the actual plot that happened this last week on Twitter, um, and then also you know our special video that we did yesterday um, has mm -hmm. been so not about the story. It's been about who writes the story. It's about you know the lifeblood of the show, all that kind of stuff. It's been so so stripped away from from the entertainment part of it and just the production um, analysis part of it um, mm -hmm. that I'm now in this really strange position where I have been sort of like actively involved and in really trying to figure out the strike actively involved in trying to figure out these these temporary scab writers who are in putting the words into the characters mouths at this moment in time and I'm in this very interesting position where the words that are coming out of these characters mouths 
in my opinion, have been so much better than what we've been getting from the regular staff writers that I'm uncomfortable. That scene between Brooklyn and Chase throwing the peanuts into their mouths and, and just being mm-hmm. cute together, mm-hmm. paired on top of just the amazing work of 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 uh, Maurice Bernard and um, and Mara West together, which is always top notch as, as as always. But even yes. then, there's just there. I don't know if I'm just reading into things because it's interesting to do. I don't know if I'm making shit up like I do on a regular basis <laughs> here on the tenth floor. Uh, but there was just something special about this week, and I don't really know what to attribute that to. I don't know if it's because Frank is trying harder during these these tough times. I don't know if it's because the people who are writing the words are maybe a little bit better at wordsmithing. I don't know if. I just want it to be good right now because there's so much attention on it. I don't really know how to analyze how I'm feeling, but I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense to you or am I just saying a bunch of words? Makes sense. I just, you know, I'm just not in tune to things like you are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> analyze them in the same way you do either. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Chandra Grease this week was super fantastic. I don't know if I could, you know, who to, who to credit that other than the show was really good right now. And so I'm just, I'm happy so, just so happy for how solid the week was. Yuri and Terry smooched. We've never seen them kiss before. Mm-mm. That was really nice. And that is, that is, it steps in the right degre- per, uh, direction when it comes to visibility and representation even though a regular passerby flipping through might not know just from that scene alone that Terry is a transgender character, but, but to depict that, a solid, great relationship of a cisgendered male and a transgendered woman finding that moment uh, and then kissing on television is great. I think so, too. It's, it's, it's awesome. It was really awesome to see. And apparently that couple's been together for a year already. Yes. Yes. But but we don't think of it, you know, it's not it's not something that we really think of and in the longevity of it because they don't show them that often. Yeah. yeah. And we're not constantly hey, reminded. You know? Yeah. Jacarius is here uh, again. Hey Jacarius. Hey Jacarius. You know, Chandra actually leaves a very, very um uh wise statement uh, about the quality of of what we're getting from gh right now uh and she says and this is this is brilliant i love this this is this is this is what's going to be the 10th floor statement i think from here on out um <laughs> when you don't feel appreciated work and the pressure is on you and you can't pay your bills and gas is five dollars a gallon your best work doesn't really come out and that makes a whole lot of sense um that that makes i'm with it i'm totally with that i'm gonna i'm gonna say that's the reason that's the reason so i'm hopeful for just a strong momentum going forward once it's all said and done and people come back you know rested relaxed with fresh ideas that they haven't been able to put on paper yet i'm i'm really looking forward to what's going to come out i am i am so this was is like i said i don't analyze the way same way you do this is the one thing that i noticed in the writing i mean a simple simple thing but i did notice it well, whoever's writing Curtis and um, Portia now mm-hmm. has decided that Portia is going to call him Babe all the time. That's his name, Babe. <laughs> to call him Babe. So I, I would. That was before. There we go. Curtis and Portia took me on a ride this week. They took me on a ride day. Okay. So early on in the week, Curtis is like, get the hell out. I never want to see you again. 
you know, you kept my daughter from me. I've had it. I'm sick of this. I'm never going to blah, 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 blah. I'm angry because I can't walk, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get, you know, Portia's perspective of it, which is like, I can't leave my man. I took, I took, I took those vows very seriously, even though I yeah. only been partially married to him for the last six months. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. But she alluded to the 20 years more than once this week. Yeah, about how she's been in love with him for 20 years. We've totally just, we're skipping over the fact, I guess, that he was a, like an adult drug addict during those 20 years. Um, yeah, yeah I'm totally just, skipping over the like, fact it that doesn't, It doesn't seem to have played, strangely enough, it doesn't seem to have played into Portia's decision-making at all. When it comes to why she might have kept the secret from him for 20 years. I, I, but I suppose if they were to add that element of, well, I kept it secret from you because you were dang crackhead. That's so justified that Curtis really can't be mad at her over it. <laughs> Other than I've been clean for 10 years now. Well, by then I had already lied for 15 about Taggart being the dad. So I couldn't come clean. And maybe, you know. That, that's that could be um still a detailed part of the story i don't know man whatever who cares it's just interesting to watch the the journey because i tweeted i said i don't want this this attitude of curtis's to last for too long because it bothers me on the inside a little bit for i understand that there's been a big shift in curtis's life but i'm i'm sad that he feels as though it's over like there's no hope no no happiness left for him he's half the man he used to be he's not capable all that kind of stuff because it's not true, you know, it's, it's not true. That doesn't mean that you're not you anymore. That doesn't mean that your relationships are different or people don't love you or the history has changed of all of the connections that you've had. So I've just been kind of bummed out about it. I think he, I think he just, uh, to me, he just doesn't want to be a burden. He doesn't want to have people yeah. have to take care of him, mm-hmm. physically have to take care of him. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of like a, um, I don't know. He just doesn't want to be a burden, and there's a lot of pride. And you know, you know, he's yeah. been very self-sufficient up to this point and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I thought him being mean to her, you know, was to, he was just extra trying to push her away, just yeah, trying just, to get her to just hit the road, just leave him alone, you know. And she come came back to him, and then he was really mean to her, you know. I uh-huh. really. Um, um, shoved her mistakes in his in his fa- in her Mm-mm. face real hard in a way that he's never before. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. even when it when, even when he first found out about it and and they were apart for so long after they got married, he still didn't have um, such jagged edge words. Yeah, as he, as he did in that hospital room, just trying to get rid of her, mm-hmm. trying to hurt her feelings enough that she would go away and cry about it and leave him alone, possibly for good. Well, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, I did receive some really good perspective on it, on it uh, from one of the listeners and, and watchers of the show, of our show, as well as, as General Hospital. Um, and this was from somebody who's been um, uh, disabled their whole life. They were born um, without the ability to walk. And they said okay. that, the, that the perspective that Curtis is taking is actually incredibly realistic and accurate to real life. And totally what people who lose this massive thing that they have taken for granted their whole life mm-hmm. when they lose that it's it's such a massive blow to just everything that they thought about themselves that this has been a very accurate portrayal of somebody's immediate reaction to losing their ability to walk to becoming paralyzed and with that that was great that was that was great for me to hear and great for me to learn because i don't have that perspective and so it's difficult for me to know if something is right or wrong i can just feel sensitive about it 
you know? And I think it would be the reaction for almost uh, for a lot of things that might physically happen to you if you became dependent on others for your um, daily stuff, you know, just to be able to take care of your own body, move mm -hmm. your own body, be able to get yourself in and out of the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. You know, I um, I think a people's reaction kind of that is a. Uh, uh, that way often regardless mm -hmm. if, if it's going to make a huge effect on someone else's life you know and how much they have to um pay attention to you or help you yeah you that people i i think i would do that i think i would be just a such a horrid person that nobody want to help me pull up my panties after that oh. <laughs> i probably would be horrid <laughs> Well, let's hope that that ever. Hopefully, you don't have to experience that, and you don't have to find yourself in a position where you're horrid. Um, you know, um, so I'm happy to learn that the that the that the portrayal is accurate and it's actually good perspective, and it's not in a place where it's insulting or anything like that. Because you know, sometimes people can be a little concerned about uh, how things are shown on the show. So I was I was happy to know that. And then by the end of the week, I felt totally different about it, especially with Porsche's determination. To march mm -hmm. right back into that room and essentially be like, turn your effing phone off. Yep. <laughs> Stop looking at the, at the internet because it's not telling you anything that's going to make you feel better. We have to deal oh. with this. I'm not going anywhere. So on and so forth. And so the journey that they went on this week, I was I was there for. I was happy with the I, resolution so far. I didn't. I, I thought Finn kind of got through to him a little bit. I thought so too. I that Finn scene between Curtis and Finn, I thought was so, so good. And it made me appreciate Michael Easton in a way that I haven't been able to recently. I agree. He was so funny, but like sharp, you know, mm -hmm. that, 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 like when it comes to like the motivational speaker character, mm -hmm. that's the one that I want. Mm -hmm. because he turned things into a joke he spun things around like he was a per it's it's like michael easton has actually been through aa or something like that mm -hmm. or na and just knows how to be um the person that you call you know like it, it just i it, i was very very impressed I, I don't know i just really, I really enjoyed it. what they brought i really did like it i liked it i i thought the scene was really really good um but I really, I longed for Marshall Hat Daddy to come in there and get and and, and talk some sense into him. I'm sure he will get his chance. He'll I hope we chance. see that next week. You are trying to walk away from your family just like I did. You're trying to separate. You, yes. you have an illness, and you're going to decide to remove yourself from your family because of it. Where have that I heard that familiar, story son. before? Right. Yeah. So I really was looking forward to Hat Daddy coming in, Marshall being his loving dad and talking some sense into him and saying that, you know, like, I mean, there are so many, there's parallels there big time. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Marshall walked away from his family because he thought he was doing the right thing for them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just that's like just Curtis, like Curtis. That's where Curtis's motivation is coming from too. Mm -hmm. Doesn't want to be the burden. I want to be a burden. Get... I don't want you yes. all that to take care of me. Right. <laughs> You'd be better off without me. It's the same thing that Marshall thought. Yeah. You'd be better off without me. I gotta go. Can't be a burden. It can't be an embarrassment to this family. Can't hold them back. So I thought <laughs> that I 
I thought the scene with Finn was really good. And I agree with you. I thought I thought that was acting chops of Michael Easton. I haven't seen in a little while. But I thought it was good. And it just proves to me that maybe I like Michael's scenes better when he's not schmoozing with somebody and his lips aren't so dang perched. Maybe you know, I like him better like well, that. You know, this entire path that we've had from Elizabeth helping Finn hide Peter in the freezer to today. Well, I guess to up until, no, yeah, up until today. Uh, um, Finn has just been this lost in love, confused guy that doesn't know how to make the right choice. He has been very one note for a very long time. Um, and there hasn't been diversity in the scenes that he's been having or the emotions that he's feeling or the beats that we got to get to see on TV. And it's just a lot of, I just, I don't know how to get Elizabeth to, and then I'm embarrassed to, and then but we love each other, but maybe we shouldn't love each other because it could be dangerous. Like that's been, that's been yep. thin. And that's just been one thing for so long. And it's just a nice breath of fresh air to see him do something different. And it did remind me, too, that they did have, um, even though they haven't really shown it much on the show, they do have a big connection because they were um, each other's sponsors, right? I guess. It seems as though Finn's, Finn's everybody's sponsor because he's Alexis's. Yes, he might. Well. He's Finn's everybody's sponsor. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's, he's giving and he's helpful and he's trying. He's somebody that wants to fix something. And this week also really supported that character trait of him as well you know he's been very focused uh story-wise on fixing elizabeth and fixing that relationship and fixing that dynamic and and making her brain not broken anymore and getting her past bad feelings for franco because i love you so much you know you know and now we yeah. get to see him kind of focus on fixing something else fixing a friend repairing a relationship uh -huh. from two people that he wants to see happy together and thinks could be happy together um mm -hmm. i also appreciated yet again just stacking on top of the uh, on top of last week when Curtis was shot, Finn and Elizabeth just they're a tag team at this point. Two people working toward the same goal in everything and are an exceptional team. Yeah, I I, I thought I thought the scenes with Finn and Elizabeth this past week were better than anything I've seen them together before. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. There yeah. there was a naturalness to it as well that I didn't see before. There really is, honestly. Um, and a lot of that I think is coming from Rebecca Herbst. And maybe Michael Easton pulling a little bit off of the I'm confused about this whole situation, playing every scene, <laughs> you know. Um, moving into uh, the dynamic with Elizabeth with a little more confidence because things are more solid between them. There's less confusion. Because, you know, they can make out and do it before you know it. <clears throat> before you know it. <laughs> um, Chandra says, you know, Michael Easton, he's got acting chops. Heck, man plays cops, doctors, and vampires. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think you know, uh I, I liked I liked him the best as McBain. I really I never saw a moment of McBain, so I couldn't say. I liked him on One Life to Live with as McBain. I liked him with Vicky's daughter. What the heck was her name? There was Jessica, and then there was the other one. What's the other one's name? I don't remember. Dude, I but don't know. They'll tell us. But uh, yeah, I liked him with her. Mm. Uh, you know, Vicky's daughter, her twin to Jessica. What the heck was her name? Charlotte, Charlene, Sandy. No. Um. 
Wolfgang finds anyway, you a little bit I that like tends to, to work. I like to use, and I like to, uh, as being Bane on General Hospital too, but I know that there's all this and that and the, oh, all that stuff happened and they couldn't be the same characters and I know all that stuff. But, Star. But, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's Star. As, as there says, you Natalie. go, Natalie! Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Natalie and McBain, I thought they I think, were... Uh, I, think, I think the actress who just who played Star just recently um, got married or something. Congratulations to her. I don't know. Something about a boyfriend and a hugging picture of happiness. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, Carolyn agrees with you. McBain's the best. Um, and then uh, the actress who played ba Blair on One Life to Live, she, I think she's going to go to Days of Our Lives very soon. Cassie DePravo. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. She's a, she's a nut job in the, in, the, in the loony bin or something. I don't know. She's she's a good actress. I don't know crap about Walter's that. Drew's Blair. I love Drew <laughs> Blair on, on One Life. I did. <laughs> I like John of the Evangeline. Vicky, Vicky's daughter was Natalie. She got engaged. Okay, she got engaged. Congratulations then to the actress that plays Star. She got engaged. Uh, Star and original Kiki. Her second, first Kiki, second Kiki, original Kiki. She was Kiki. Original Kiki. Yeah. And then she went away. Disappeared. They replaced her with that blonde who got stabbed. Yes. <laughs> and now the haunted star has exploded. Oh, the history of General Hospital. Hey, I know, up. man. I don't. I didn't want the haunted star to be exploded. I like that set. I always liked that set. I always thought it was so fun to be there. I liked it. I hope they. I hope there's a second haunted star somewhere hidden in the. First thing Lulu says of, when she wakes up is, "Take me to my boat." <laughs> no, maybe there's an extra haunted star on the stinking moat at one of those Cassidy. It's I, Victor Cassidy, back from the dead because the haunted star never exploded. That was a decoy ship. There you go. Maybe I find Luke I've on the real haunted star somewhere. in ice for the last <laughs> several years in an iceberg <laughs> near Greenland. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. He finds a way to make the haunted star actually haunted. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be goofy. Oh my god, that would be super goofy. Uh, so yeah, Kurt, Curtis can't walk me sad about it, but I guess everybody's gonna be okay. You know, at least we're getting some really um, just just good moments, uh, a, a nice mix of characters because we don't see Finn and Curtis talk to each other ever, um, and and um, we've moved past the point in which we're just saying that Portia and Kurt and Elizabeth are really good friends, and now we're actually seeing the fact that yes. they're really good friends. Yes, they are excellent buddies, for yeah. sure. Yeah, look at Elizabeth just having friends. Isn't that nice to see? I do like She's that. She's not locked in the house with the kids anymore. Well, yeah. I like I, I like Elizabeth. I've always liked Elizabeth with her friends, you know, especially like when they used to go to, when they used to go and have shots together. Maybe it's slam it, lick it, and suck it. Yep. Lick it, slam it, suck it, whatever it is. <laughs> oh my gosh uh but you know i mean so that's moving on we're gonna see what happened there uh chat again agrees with you they're looking forward to marcia they're also looking forward to stella coming in and telling curtis to get up off well he cannot get up off his butt because that'd be insensitive but to uh get, you know just get, get over pit. it yes she's gonna tell him to get off the pity wagon yes Right? <laughs> uh yes, 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 for sure. Uh Sasha, But I'm looking forward to his dad more. I'm looking well, forward to Marshall. He's just he's just so smooth about it and, and and you know 
if we're trying a little harder to make these characters say different things that are more compelling, then um, I really can't wait to see what Wisdom Marshall has to bring out. Um, there, I just see so much potential in that character, so much. He could be, he could be just, I don't know, like, he can be our Father Clarence, just able to solve everybody's problem with a little bit of compassion, wisdom, and experience, and maybe a little magical wink in a Carol Aronet song. I don't know. I don't know. Is that too tropey? Is that too, is, is, that, is that too much like the, the magical Negro trope? Because I, I don't want that. I don't want to do that. But I want. I, I think to me, to me, it's epiphany. Yeah. A new, like the, like a new epiphany type of deal. Yes. Yeah. But totally different. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with it. So, and yeah, Stella's too to snarky. And Stella's too snarky to be epiphany. Tiffany's yes. got a different kind of style. Than <laughs> nah, Stella. we don't need Stella to do that. But I'm, I'm, I'm all for Marshall doing it. I think that's a, that's a that's a natural transition as well because of the connections it. there. I love Aww, it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I hope I hope the phrasing that I used earlier was was proper scientific phrasing. I wasn't you know trying not to be offensive with the uh, the magical trope. I think that's what it's called. I apologize if it's not. But moving on from that. Um. <laughs> um so, what do you think of this new nanny, Mama? Nanny Betty. Man, I think. Man, she don't know who she's messing with for one thing. You know, she she seems to be pretty confident that she does not know who she's messing with. You gonna slap the face of Ava Jerome just so like that, that? Yeah, that that, that that that's what it is. Overconfidence at this point, right? It whoever, certainly is. Whoever these horrible, evil people are, <laughs> uh, are getting a little too big for their britches. They thought, yeah. I guess, that Ava was just never going to tell Sunny anything. Right. But they don't understand she Ava. She spilled Sunny, her guts, do didn't she? Boy, oh boy, she spilled her guts. And we got to see why we saw the fair uh, bit. <laughs> I really like. I I wanted so bad Ava to just. I away. know, right? Just right away. I thought away. she was going to there for a moment. I did. You know, when I she think it was on her mind. Nanny, when the nanny was standing out there on the parapet, gloating, looking out over the seemingly water, I guess, <laughs> gloating, and and Ava comes into the parapet. She's a little bit for a little bit away, back in the corner of the parapet by the yeah, door. You could see a little. I thought, oh around. my gosh. Girl, you could even have a running start right now. Yeah. Oh gosh. If it, I mean, she might have tried if it wasn't for Betty turning around when she did. Oh man, <laughs> and you could see it on Ava's face too. Go, girl. I'm gonna. She's had that look on her face a few times. I'm gonna so, get you. Know, you the, I'm getting you. And when oh, it comes when it comes down gosh. to it, uh, you have to be patient when it comes to General Hospital because there's been commentary and reaction going. Why is Ava being like this? How come she's not being Ava and all that kind of stuff? And you just got to be patient, folks. You just got to get to a point where she can be Ava. You have to take, you have to keep things in mind, like the active threats against Avery. The fact that Austin walked off with her. We all know that Austin did this. Come on. Let's not, right. be, let's not be stupid. Uh, as audience members, let's not be dumb. The, the characters can be as dumb as they want. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good for drama when you don't realize things until it's too late. Um, uh, and then, you know, they, they have Delia Ryan in Pawtuck. They have kidnapped her mother at this point. Oh, yeah, but she had walked into the trap, though, going off with some dude. Delia Ryan's never made great Delia. choices, Ma. Which is total Delia. Yes. That's total Delia. Yes. <laughs> hey, Cindy. Hey, Sandy. Um, my God. 
my god uh I, I don't know much about delia ryan so i had to look up a little bit a few things like some pictures and stuff and wow she is very different looking than ava let me tell you uh she 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 seems to be a little more closer to the streets than uh than Ava Jerome is. Yeah. Um you know. Uh she reminds me well, of people that kind I kind of worked with um at, at that concert venue. Really? <laughs> just 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 in look. It just kind of makes me think of just like just like a like like a rocker chick from way back when not way back when, let me be let me let me be nice <laughs> from before, from like the 80s. You know, rocker chick from the 80s doesn't really let go of the look. The hair is still big and ratty. And maybe they drank a little bit too much in their life. And they're going to tell you to F off while they're pulling on a cigarette. That's the sense that I get from Delia Ryan. She a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> well, but, you know, she was she was in with the Ryan family a lot. Um, uh, now, the, the way they wrote her, wrote her on the General Hospital is uh, Mr. Jerome... Being Mr. Moneybags, big shot mm -hmm. went in there, and Delia's a barmaid. Mm -hmm. He's just playing with her, mm -hmm. and Ava result of him right. just playing with her. Right, 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 right. And this was just a pregnancy and a child that Delia Ryan never talked about on Ryan's Hope. Exactly. And that's that's the Captain Janeway show, right? Or is that a different one? Yes. Ah, yes. Hey, yes. look at that. Yes, Where she is. played one of the Ryan characters. She played who? She played Mary. No, Mary, she yeah. Mary Ryan. Oh, uh, who did she, she play? Mary Ryan. I don't know. You tell me. Kate Mulgrew, Kate Mulgrew, Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, yeah, Kate, yeah, yeah. She played Mary. She played Mary, or I don't know. Chad will tell us in a second, but she played one of the Ryan characters, one of the, one of the mm -hmm. Ryan family. She played the but daughter. I, but I looked it up, and she was only on that show for like a sneeze, like not very long at all. Um, Kate Mill, really? Yeah, it doesn't well, seem like someone she was else like... played her character for years before. Well, she there came you on. go. Well, then, well, how come Kate Mulgrew was like the Mary Ryan then, if she was only done for that long? Was it just that good? I don't know. Just... She was that good, and she was Mary when the show got. When it got canceled? Oh, she was yeah. the last Mary. Okay. Not the first Mary or anything. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I imagine that Mason's lollipops are edibles so he can relax after a hard day of offing people. <laughs> oh, Canadian fuzzy. That wasn't even Melissa. That, that's a good. long day of offing people. I like it. That is good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Who said that? Uh, that was a Canadian fuzzy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Um, Chandra wonders if, if it's Mason that's dating Delia. I don't know if it's Mason or just another associate, but somebody got her to Pawtuck. She's kidnapped. She's all kidnapped. She's, she's now duct taped to a chair. She's caught. She totally kidnapped and didn't even know. She doesn't even know she's kidnapped. She doesn't even know she's kidnapped. She's going to be like, okay, yeah. I'm ready to go back to my bar in New York. And they're going to be like, no, I, you can't. I'm Mason. Uh, you can't go. Because <laughs> I got a deep voice. <laughs> Oh, and you know what's so funny too? I love I love the, the scene the scene with Ava and Sonny. And Sonny <laughs> when that one point where you know he he knows that uh Ava killed <laughs> Nicholas. Yeah. And he like giggled and laughed, sort of. That began to uh <laughs> but it was like they showed they showed us his laugh and kind of like his amusement and his smile, but they didn't show that Ava saw it. No. They just showed that to the audience. I thought it was awesome. It was clever. I loved it. <laughs> kidnapping mothers? Does Mason think he's Carly? Asks Canadian Fuzzy. No, because Carly didn't kidnap Martin's mother. She 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 took her away and still treated her with utmost respect and kindness and courtesy. <laughs> That's true. Adam she, just, mom she hit her. her. She didn't kidnap her. It's different. 
Sonny was low-key impressed with Chandra. And it's true. It's true. You know, when Ava's going to Ava, Sonny's going to be like, yeah, that was a good movie. You killed that guy. You needed it. I hate Nicholas. <laughs> you know what I also thought? Wouldn't it be kind of fun? I mean, I don't think this will happen. But wouldn't it be kind of fun that somehow some kind of spark that created Avery is reignited with all these scenes of Sonny and Ava? Why? Why not? Nah, I'm happy with, with Ava and Austin right now. I want to see that blow Are up they... in Ava's face again and she has to stab him. Yeah, well, that Austin, he's, he's not he's not who's let Port Charles to believe he is. <laughs> he's not. not. Definitely not. No, yeah, Sonny doesn't like Nicholas. It's true. It's true. Sonny, Sonny does not like Nicholas one bit. Uh, neither does Ava, really, at this point. So <laughs> uh, Nicholas doesn't really have many friends. He still has his mother. And I guess he's got Mason keeping him alive. And those are the two mm -hmm. people that possibly can support him on the planet right now. <laughs> uh, mm. I guess it's only a matter of time. We got to see Laura and Valentine looking around in Chechnya for him. Yeah, and I, and I didn't think the two of them would be back this soon. I was kind of surprised to see them. I yeah. thought we were going to be off a couple more weeks. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I don't know how much we're going to get of it. If it was just a reminder of them, just a, a quick flash to show, hey, we remember these characters and actors, and they're still on mm -hmm. the show. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, because they, they used, you know, Carly's house, old old house set for Chechnya. Yes, I recognize Carly's <laughs> old house set. Yeah, um, and that, that was something that people noticed on Twitter, too. And they're like, oh, so that's what Carly did with her second home. Yeah, uh, Carly's <laughs> house, that house, that, that her and Jax's house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. That was her and Jax's house. <laughs> right. From so, a while ago. So, so we got to see them. So I don't know if we're going to see more of them. I don't know if this was filmed, you know, something that was filmed three weeks ago and they just had to sprinkle into their episodes and such. I don't know what to see from that or to expect from that. But it was nice to see, and it's always good to see JPS and Valentine. It's good to see Jeannie Francis as Laura. Absolutely. I love it. I do enjoy it. There's really nothing to say too. about it, though. They got a gun pulled on him, and he's like, you gotta get out of here. These guys are asses. You know? like. No, he's saying there's there's nobody there. But there's somebody there. Yeah. There's somebody there. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Austin will turn out to be a good guy. I believe his family is being blackmailed. Well, maybe, Carol. Maybe. Maybe, Carolyn. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know, but um, you know, Ava completely coming clean, telling Sunny everything there is to know. I appreciate Sunny, like, because on Friday I didn't know what to expect, because I think it was Friday, it was Friday or Monday, um, where Betty slaps Ava, and Sunny's immediately in the room right after, going, "What's going on here?" That was Friday. That was Friday. So I didn't know if that was going to be one of those soap things where it's like, oh, "What's going on here?" And we tie, and and then they. They're like, oh, we're just talking. Ha, 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 ha. You stubbed my toe. All right. You know, I didn't know if it was going to be one of those situations or if it was going to be, I just saw you slap Ava. What the hell? Um, yeah, I, and was I guess we got, I just too. saw you slap Ava. What the hell? But he played it off. Yeah. God. Oh, that, that, that girl's going to get hers. Oh, she's going to fall sure. through a hole like, uh, like, um, like the nurse that kidnapped Bailey. I wouldn't be at all surprised. She's going to fall through Put her ass out there in the Pine Barrens. <laughs> That's where all the bodies are. Out there in the Pine Barrens. <laughs> that's uh, what Ava... Well, that's what Ava told Sonny. Well, what were you going to do? What were you going to do with his body? 
Well, we were going to take them out to the ponders. <laughs> where the bodies go, Gus. What do you think? What do you think? What, what's your suggestions? Where Barn else, comes to mind for me. Where else possibly could I be putting a body if it's not the Pine Barrens, Sonny? Um, but no, yeah, so Sonny sees this thing, he plays it off. Is. Isn't that where Claudia's butt is? Probably. I don't know, probably. But uh, so, so you know, they, Sonny plays it off as he does. You know, she leaves and then and then and then she confesses everything. Just uh, they're holding, they're they're threatening Ava. They got my mother. I killed Nicholas. Blah, blah, blah. Just just a waterfall of confession. Um, and I thought it was the best, the best I've ever seen with catching up an audience and not having it be boring as an obvious scene to catch up the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that also, you know, brings Sonny into it now because he's like, let's uh, I'll deal with it now. And now at the end of the, the week, they're, you know, partners in crime now. Uh, Absolutely. You know, working together, going to do what they can do to fight off this family. Um, Sonny, though, um, I, I do have to say, I do it while good, while enjoyable, while fun to see on my screen and a great scene partner with all of these different actors. He is the resolution to every single story, though. My goodness gracious. I'm going to get Sasha out of Ferncliff. I'm going to protect her from Mason's family. I've got the bikeman thing going on. I'm going to get Nina back in with the family. Holy smokes. Sonny, do you sleep? Well, someone's got to fix everything now that Jason's not around. Do you sleep, Sonny? Is there time for bed? <laughs> Jason used to be in the middle of everything all the time. Yeah, now, now it's definitely you know? Sonny, you know? Um, yeah. But no, this what the star of the show, right? Star of the show. If it was bad, it wouldn't happen, right? I don't know. I thought it was good. I liked it. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm interested though because it's 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 going to be fun watching them work. And together. I think Ava and Sunny on the same side is fun to watch. It always is fun to watch, and when they're less antagonistic with each other too, like it seems like they may be. Um, you know, they're unifying to, to defend Avery and and get this man out of the life. Oh. And, you know, and with Ava explaining to him that the reason, you know, she didn't mean to kill Nicholas. She knocked him over the head because he was going to take her baby. Right. And not only was he going to take my baby, by taking my baby, she was telling Sonny his intent, his intent was to take yours as well as the same child. Sure is. So I knocked him in the head. That's exactly <laughs> what a Sonny would have done. Of course. That's why he was impressed. But he had called Frank to hurry up and get that body of heck out of here. Wouldn't have needed Austin. Sorry, Frank. Get out of here. We'll deal this. Sonny. That's Sonny. <laughs> Just <laughs> drag him out of here. Just get him out of here. <laughs> oh man it's yeah so it, it, it's it's good it's good I'm, I'm all i'm very happy and just more rest is just uh unbelievable head and shoulders above the rest uh chandra wants to know maybe hayden's hayden's just been hiding in windermere this whole time she has just been in the walls for years <laughs> so you know the crying the crying woman that was on crete was that supposed to be holly the entire time uh, yeah that was holly the whole time oh yeah so there's no okay in the pines, Makes pines sense. where the sun never shines. Oh, I don't know if that's the melody, but that's what Lily's singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, um, um. There's just so much. This list is so long. It's like as big as my 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 screen frame. Well, all right. Well, go down the list there. And what did we not talk about? Um, um. Oh, you know, we can talk about Scarlett Fernandez, mother. We sure can. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Welcome back, you know, Charlotte. I actually, um, 
I almost, I, I, I thought, oh, another new Charlotte. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, no, 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 new Charlotte. Oh, no, 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 that is not a new, no, that's, that's put a, put a, put a snake in Ava's purse. That's the Charlotte that inspired Valentine to change his ways. It is. Charlotte puts this snake in, in, in Ava's purse and then, and then, uh, and then Valentine talks to her about it. She's like, he's like, why, why would you, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? And then Charlotte was like, because we hate her, Papa. We have to destroy her, Papa. <laughs> I'm being a Cassidyne, Papa. What do you want? I'm doing what you would do, Papa. We hate her, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he's like, oh, shnikes. I need, uh, you have to go live with Lulu now because I am wrecking your brain. Uh, and then from there. You need to go live with your mama. I, I'm not worthy. And then from there, he's pretty much worked very hard to be a, a worthy father to his daughter. And that's that's um, some inspiration that we've lost a little bit uh, in Valentine's character. So now that we have have her back, maybe we'll get some good JPS stuff out of it. You know, we could see those two actors working together again. I thought they worked well together when she was a child. I thought so, too. And I just find it so dang interesting that they sort of had sorest Charlotte again, and they able to go back to the original Charlotte to source her. I guess she's a. I don't know how old um, Scarlett Fernandez is. She looks preteen. Is. She got. She looks. She looks very, very, very at 12, the cusp of going right? to high school. She got a ninth grade brace, braces on oh, her. She, she, you think she's fourteen? I have yeah. no clue. I don't know how to age people at all. I'm always wrong. That's my guess. I'm always very That's wrong. If guess. somebody she's could tell right us. There, She's 13, 14. Uh, you know, the chat will inform us. Hey, Susan. Uh, but yeah, Scarlett's back as, as Scarlett, Scarlett Fernandez back as Charlotte. And it was, it was good to see. I did, I did, I do like her. Um, I like her choices. Um, I like her intensity. I like her comfort mm -hmm. because she has experience on, on that cast as well. Um, it was cool to see. I guess they moved Lulu to Port Charles now. She had been somewhere else. Yeah. You, well, you can get over. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't know. Am I not plugged in? And not not really reading or seeing all the little uh, uh, stuff coming up. Because, you know, we're not spoiler people. But at no. the same time, though, if it's a big character return, I typically know anyway. It's because the because world explodes with news. Not knowing. Unavoidable. Avoid, unavoidable. But I didn't see anything about, I haven't heard anything about. It doesn't Lulu seem like they've, they've, they've made a decision as to about, about bringing the character back. But, um. You know, they visited. That was nice to see. They moved the character Port Charles. They're positioning it in a way to bring Lulu back. I know there's they a lot are. of people out there that want to see Lulu back so she can get in the way of Dante and Sam and cause turmoil in that world. Now, um, you know, what if? What if, Mom? What if? What if True gets out of prison, Jason is found alive, Lulu wakes up, and now we have to figure out all of these new romances and relationships because Jason could steal Carly away from Drew. Lulu could steal Dante away from Sam, leaving Drew and Sam alone. Well, Scout would be happy about she that. Would. <laughs> uh, the character's Aiden is 13 or 14, so that would be Charlotte's age too. Well, there we go. There we go. I saw some pictures of Aiden and 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 Jake, Jake and Aiden, uh, at the at the GH fan club weekend that's going on this weekend. Yeah. They, they had a big like young cast event, and so like like um, Jake and Aiden were there, and um, Violet was there, um, James was there, um, Avery, 
I think was there. The one that looks just like Sunny. That's Avery, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Donna's the baby that looks just That's like Donna. Sunny. Well, maybe it was Donna there. I don't know. I, 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 one or the other. Um, so they were there, and there was, you know, big group cast photo and all that kind of stuff. And I swear to God, Ma, you know, you know what Nicholas Chavez looks like when he's not when he's not Spencer, right? And it looks like he stuck his fingers in the same electrical socket as Scotty Baldwin. He kind of looked like a skater boy to me. Where it's just, it's just, just, just hair standing on end in every single direction. Kind of like mushroomy in a way. Same thing with these two kids. All right. Yeah. All right, little little Enzo who plays Aiden and little little uh, uh, Hudson, Hudson Hudson who plays Jake. They they've got they've got the Scotty Baldwin fingers in the socket hair where it's just standing on edge, going every which way, and it just made me think of like two thousand one. Well, but they just don't have frosted tips. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, right now teenagers and I've lost pulse on this a little bit because I'm not a lunch lady anymore. But you know, I saw what kids in high school were wearing. Is, it, were is doing it the big, hair big hair body. again like this, just yeah, all over? Yeah, uh, you know, no, a, a fade is not in right now for kids. So an overgrown mop is where we're at once again. Uh, more an overgrown mop, you know, and uh, and you know, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just this is just what I saw. Okay, uh, overgrown mop, wear pajamas everywhere, and look like you haven't had a bath in a couple of days. Oh, okay. Everybody just looks stinky. <laughs> they just look roll out of bed stinky. That's what they look like to me. That's fine. That's fair. I can't say I can't say that these two actors look stinky. I can just say that they spent a lot of time with their with the hairspray in a in a hair dryer. Uh, that's that's just what I can say. Got grandma's aquanet out. I don't, huh? I don't know. It's just a sign of my age. That's all. It's a sign of the the, the the just me being on this planet for so long, where I now am seeing people who are you know seventeen years old, and I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> well, even if you intend to never never ever 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 say something like that or think that way anyway why are you doing it like that what are you doing to yourself <laughs> oh my gosh uh and open the door for maxine to move into lulu's old house <laughs> that'd be funny uh <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe that was where Maxie's going. Maxie's going somewhere because these kids are so close together that they're fighting over tablets. And for some reason, getting them separate bedrooms is going to solve that problem. Well, it's got to be, there's got to be a couple of, maybe that not particular that problem, but okay. <laughs> the problem I've had proximity. three kids. I've had three kids in 800 square feet. Okay. It's tough having I've those kids that. on top of each other all the time. Uh, 800 square, our, our, our little home. We had back in the day, 800 mm -hmm. square feet. I had three kids under the age of nine. And there was only one bathroom and there was no garage. There was no storage. It was chaos all the time. It didn't matter how much you cleaned. Everything looked like crap all the time. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. And how is she... The only thing I don't understand is why Maxie didn't move sooner. Remember when uh, when uh, uh, Deception went public and they got all that money? Yeah. That's when Maxie should have moved. <laughs> before, before the kids got so big in their two-bedroom house. Right. <laughs> um, because the need was there long before. And she recognized that. Well, uh, well she's doing yeah, it now. But yeah, I think a, a little space would help a little bit are they going to fight with like, like siblings of course they are because they're still going to be siblings but a little space would help 
It would. Um, even though I thought the new little Georgie did a great job, mm-hmm. I loved her snarky expressions. I thought it was perfect, but the last actress that played Georgie looks so much like Georgie. I know. It was ridiculous it how was... much that child looked like the actress that played Georgie. Maybe it was too much ago. like Georgie. But I loved it. Because it's her aunt it. and her namesake, not her mother. It. I don't know. It's her. Yes, it's her aunt and her namesake. And I loved how quirky and weird Spinelli like she was. Yeah, it was it was a good move. I don't I don't know what it comes to, when it comes to these actor schedules and stuff. I don't know what it is because we don't have the person going the role of Georgie Spinelli will not be played by when it comes to the kids. So um, it, it could be just somebody that they got for the week because the other one wasn't available and we'll have a Scarlett Fernandez situation where she's coming right on back. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Georgie also doesn't live with Maxie full time. James resents having to share. Oh, James, stop acting like a only child. Oh, James, your dad's not Peter. You have the good brother as a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Your daddy's Nathan. <laughs> Your daddy's Nathan. Yeah. That little devil there that we don't know anything about yet. That Wheezy Face on. Wheezy Face yeah, on. She's, she's yeah. the one you mm-hmm. have to watch. Mm-hmm. That's one you definitely have to watch. Wheezy Face on is destined for dastardly decisions. Here. <laughs> 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 uh, Rochelle has two kids, ten and thirteen. They're both boys, so she's right. You're right on point when it comes to how challenging it is to just keep the home together. Uh, so maybe a little more space. We'll do the the Jones family justice. Uh, Mac can't get anything done, but good thing Grandma comes through. And I thought of you, Ma. Yeah. Grandma Felicia marches and slams the door. What is going on? And in 10 minutes has the apartment clean and everybody's ready to go to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> the, only thing that, the only thing that Grandma uh, Felicia didn't walk in the door and say was, what's going on? Cut the crap. Cut the crap. That yeah, was- that's exactly <laughs> That's what this grandma would have said. What's going on? Cut the crap. Cut the Put crap. that down. Put that up. <laughs> Put that down. Pick that up. Exactly. Don't put your bathing suit on. We're leaving in five. If you're not in the car, you're getting left here. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, go. Well, you better stop arguing and stop arguing and start moving. Get your butt moving. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but Mac try, trying to be nice, nice grandpa. Trying to be that great grandpa. No, especially with, uh, especially with Georgie, especially with Georgie. Um, she would get a cut you know, the crap a lot from you. You got to, you got to do the cut the crap. You got to. <laughs> that age group for sure. <laughs> hey, Daisy. Carly is not selling her house. Well, not yet because she owns Kelly's. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We <laughs> weren't talking about Carly selling her house. So I guess we're good. Right. <laughs> and, and, and this, that what we did see in Kelly's. I think our foreshadowing might be true. I think she might do a number on Kelly's. I hope not. I hope Mm. not either. Mm, She's not dressed for it. I'll tell you that. She's not dressed for Kelly's. She's still in like like that power blazer back there pouring cups of coffee. Carly, please just pull back a little bit. I know that that you must be glamorous, but try t-shirt and an apron. Exactly. Put on that green apron that says Kelly's on it. Cameron can do it. Why can't you? Even you Spencer did it, Carly. Are you Even too Spencer good for it, Carly? You're too good for it then. Oh, I'm the owner. I have to look like the owner. The owner. The owner of Kelly's. All right. Slings hash. All right. Yes. Mike was always back there looking like he was just coming off the grill. Okay. 
Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know, because people are worried about her redesigning everything. Well? She might. She did tell... Oh, she told... She told Nina, too, that she was going to get back everything that was hers. Why would she have to say that in such a threatening way when Nina was going to give her back her damn hotel for free a year ago? Because she don't trust Nina, and that was going to come with uh, uh, attachments. I'm going to get everything big. Why don't you go, hey, can I have my hotel back? I'll take you up on that offer now. And then you know what Nina would say? Okay. She wouldn't. Why wouldn't she? She always walks into these conversations with incredible hope. She's like, I want to thank you, Carly, because clearly you have pulled your vendetta against me away, and now I can have a relationship with Willow. Thank you for doing that. And instead, and of, instead of Carly going, oh, you know, thank you very, very much for coming to me and, and appreciating my role in this, she went, I did nothing for you, B-word. I still hate you, B-word. Get out of my life, B-word. Nina don't deserve that. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But all at the same time, though, Nina's got the same problem she always has. She starts out the conversation, okay, and never knows when to just shut it down or shut up and walk away. But then also at the same time, yeah, yeah, okay, shut it down, walk away, maybe, you know, whatever, alert, learn when to walk away. But also at the same time, there would be nothing to walk away from if she wasn't constantly attacked every time she goes to talk to somebody. That's true. You could stop talking to these people. Well, how am I supposed to develop a relationship with other grandma if I never talk to her? Well, the, the main problem with Nina all the time is there's nothing wrong with you. what you did. It's just you didn't give it a beat. Just give it a moment. You didn't give it, you didn't give it a stop moment. Stop being so pushy. You didn't, you didn't have a downbeat first. She is you didn't. Not everything's an upbeat, Nina. Right. <laughs> but you know, like I mean, marching over to Michael too. I just, you know, Car Carly, just, just when Nina is trying to be nice, she can't. She's not allowed to be. She's slapped out of that time every day. We've seen it time and time and time and time again. It's just something that happens in this, uh, in this story a lot. It all even started this. The whole Nixon Falls thing was because Nina was trying to be nice and Carly wouldn't let her. That's true. You know, hey, I found your. Okay. 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 Yeah. Never, never, right. never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, and then and then honestly, Nina was like, "I'm skipping town. I'm leaving. That's it. Continue on my cross country tour. I just came here to visit Phyllis. I'm leaving all of this stuff behind. I'm not involved in this nonsense." But Dimples got to her. Dimples got to her. Dimples got to her. And then danger, you know, Elijah shootings, fires. Fires, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Visiting lakes. Oh, Nixon Falls. All of that's all of that's on on, uh, on ABC Spotlight or something now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, there we go. Chandra says it too. It all goes back to that Nixon Falls call. Yeah, it does. It really does. That was that was the moment. Yes. If it wasn't for Carly in that moment saying, "I can't believe you're calling me and exercising your legal rights as grandma," which Nina wasn't even doing, she just asked a question about it. But Carly took that yeah. as a, as you're exercising your rights, you're going to take us to court. How dare you? And it has mm -hmm. been war ever since. Um, has been. Also on top of that too, Carly has kept the identities of Nina's children away from her both times. 
there's yes. a lot justified on Nina's side. That's the whole thing. You could still like whoever you want. You could still be irritated as hell with Nina every single time she's on the screen if that's how you so choose to feel, if that is how it inspires you deep in your soul. I'm not going to tell you that's wrong, but they're both incredibly justified in their positions. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're a lot more alike than they are not. Um, no. <laughs> Maybe that's it. They're just too alike. They're just too alike. Uh, Rochelle says that Michael was rude to Nina this week. Michael's just rude to people in general now. Michael has grown up to be a total is, huh? jerkweed. He was on the phone, right? He's like, I don't like these numbers. Do it again. I don't care if you checked them. I want to revise budget by the end of the day. And he slams a phone or whatever, right? And I'm like, Michael, if you didn't do any of this work, if you didn't do the math to know that these numbers are wrong you're just looking at them and saying this feels wrong oh you've double checked it i don't care how many times you've checked it give me different numbers yeah and i haven't been here for six six months but suddenly i'm just the what most the important heck? thing in the world today what the heck? what, what sort of reasonable expectation is that and how is this employee supposed to do that if they did the work and they checked it and sent it to the ceo that means that it has gone through as many processes as this employee can give. A couple of times. So what is it, what is this person supposed to do? Just be like, okay, well, I guess I'll change this nine to a seven. I'll give them a different number. Maybe that will feel different. Maybe that will feel correct. It was just, it was weird. I didn't like it. I didn't like you it know, at there's all. There's a couple of things going on with Michael. Makes him like that, I think, a little bit. Based on just what that scene. Mm -hmm. For one thing, He's acting like Quarterman. That's an Edward move. It's an Edward move. It is. It's a Tracy move, too. Mm -hmm. Also, he's terribly uncomfortable because his shirt is way too tight. <laughs> Did you notice his shirt? Yeah, the buttons wanted to pop. Yeah, I mean, that shirt was too small for Chad. <laughs> it was just restricting <laughs> his breath. He couldn't get a full, full breath Yeah, he going just looked just... so uncomfortable. <laughs> what it was yeah it was just terribly uncomfortable and then you know he wanted to be home with his wife who's now home you know didn't and she be feels better she feels so much better oh my gosh the blood marrow has completely cured her cancer now you know it's a it's a uh summertime yes everywhere on this hemisphere you know right mm -hmm. over here <laughs> okay so how how long does she need to stay on the couch with a comfy on and roll? <laughs> She's just still very cold internally. It's or the air conditioner is broken and they can't turn it off. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Daisy says he's Well, I guess like when we when they show her when they show her in regular clothing um with regular makeup on, then we know Willow's better for real. <laughs> <laughs> she's healed <laughs> yeah when she's when she's just back in regular clothing and she's outside um <laughs> nothing will be able to stop willow now but and she told and she told um little wiley that she gets to go on is she gonna go to a soccer game in two weeks so she's gonna be healed then oh my gosh no more bubble no more bubble life will be back to normal oh my goodness gracious uh, maybe Michael's portrayal was a dig at the industry execs who are acting ugly. Maybe, maybe it, it really was just, this feels wrong to me. Like if it wasn't this, this isn't the budget that I expected. If it wasn't this, these numbers don't compare to last year. Uh, if it was any number of 
anything other than I feel like these are wrong. <laughs> I would have taken it completely different. I would have been like, oh, what a genius. Not what a what a dick. <laughs> he just seemed he just seemed like a um, terrible boss. Just a bad boss. Just a bad boss. Bad da boss. Daisy says he's acting like a CEO. And, you know, I can't deny that because CEOs are jerks. Right. <laughs> Generally speaking, I'm sure there's plenty of CEOs out there that are nice people, but you wouldn't expect them to be right. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I've even Honestly, ever met any CEOs. I don't think I've met too many CEOs in my like, time. I've, I've never, never really, really worked for a CEO or anything. I've been that high in a ladder. So, uh. Right. Mm, mm. Um, I wonder if Willow was already past the point of needing visitors to mask up since Nina didn't wear one. Well, maybe because of the bubble, there is no mask requirement. And that's the point of the bubble. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to have a couple of scenes in a bubble and then that's it. And they're like, well, we did it. Remember? Remember COVID? <laughs> you know, time has went by. A day is a year and a year is a day and a day is a week and a week is a year and all that. Oh, gosh. She's going to have an egg on her face taking Nina's side. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see what it all happens when the revelations of the SEC come out. How it all shakes up and changes. We don't know how much longer that's going to be. Might be next week since it didn't come out this time. I wonder if we're going back to prison next week. I don't know. Also, more Cyrus. I'll take more Cyrus. Happy to take more Cyrus. Any me too. time of the day, just give me some Cyrus. Hand him to me. And give me some Drew because I like Jailhouse Drew. A I lot like Jailhouse more. Drew so much more than motivational speaker Drew. Did you did you see that oh. tweet of mine? Because I tweeted that too. Oh yes. my god. I like Jailhouse Drew so much so more. Much better. So much more. Just, just, you know, and, and then like standing up for Cyrus and then like, but also being like, I don't trust you. Uh, oh, just, it's just better than, it's going to be all right, boys. Let's not fight. Let's get together. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And, and then like, there's this thing, which and, he doesn't do, but it just, I feel like he should be doing this, you know? And, and, and Matt, what do you think of, who's after Cyrus in the jailhouse? The is, warden. Is the warden himself. So, I mean, you know what I didn't like? What I didn't like is uh, I don't like scared, wimpy looking Cyrus there. Cyrus looked kind of scared there for a minute. No, I'm hoping when Cyrus, he's got to remember the ponytail, the powers in the ponytail and it's still there. Okay. That's, that's the thing though. That's, that's, that, that is to establish how much this warden has beaten down Cyrus and also the change in Cyrus to allow such a beatdown to take place. Yes. He feels powerless to do something. And maybe he feels powerless to do something because the something that he could do would be the thing that old Cyrus would have done. And yeah. that's and that's the frustration on his face where he's just, you can see it, just that moment of <laughs> that he gave us before he was talking to Drew. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, Pete, but uh, I do. I do. I had a feeling you were going to agree with me 100%. Mm -hmm. You like Jailhouse Drew better, too. Yes, I I'll, I like Cave Drew better than Motivational Speaker Drew. I just don't like Motivational Speaker Drew, I think is what it comes down to. Uh, Either, really. <laughs> um, Jailhouse Drew is fire, says Chandra. Uh, yeah. Yes, Jailhouse Drew shouts Rochelle to the gods. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. People are into it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Isn't the wedding supposed to be in the fall, asked Chandra? I think so. I think so so you know you know weddings and secrets they always come out they do <laughs> they do 
Is someone actually after Cyrus, or were those inmates doing that on Cyrus's orders to make Drew come to his defense? Nah, I don't think that's what we're getting. I think what we're getting is is, is the truth of the situation. I, I thought there was an element of fear on yeah. Cyrus's face. There absolutely was. I do. I do feel as though there was. Um, I think. I think it's legit what we're getting. I do. It's just not very Cyrus-like to me, though. But like you said, though, you know, his character has changed. You know, you, you know, while we're talking about stuff that happened last week, because I'm pretty sure that stuff happened last week. Or was it earlier this week? I don't remember what happens. The show's on five days a week. I don't remember what happens when anymore. Um, but I didn't write it down for this week. So whatever. But what happened last week that we didn't talk about at all like crazy people was Jackson Montgomery. <laughs> I know. We we talked like nothing about it. We 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 casually mentioned the fact that he was on the and show, but had no reaction to his appearance at all. We've looking forward to seeing I him. I know. And we didn't talk about it, it and then we didn't want to talk about it. We're bad hosts. I don't know why you guys watch the show. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Please continue to watch. Thank you. But yeah, last, last week we had Jackson Montgomery, a couple of days of Jackson Montgomery, where he figures it all out and he calls and he has Anna on the phone and just all kinds mm -hmm. of just just crazy tension with Felicia and um, and uh, and Lucy. Um, so good, they got into the safe in the Milokaj, and then we calls to mysterious people and just my, it's so good, mother. I know it was so fun. I loved seeing him there. It was just such a oh. Just a blast. I loved it. Plain Valier. And I don't know what, what you guys probably agree with me. Well, Willie looks so good. Right? My gosh. It might have been two. It might have been 2011. When when did they go off the air? 20, something like that. Oh, 09 or 11. One something, of these I think it's 11, but something like that. Um, man, it looked like we were just saw him in Pine Valley. Yeah, not too long he ago. He didn't look all, all right? that different. <laughs> he did not look all that different. Mm-mm. But I am looking forward to all of that. I want Tracy to be in the midst of it, which I think she will be. And man, if Susan Lucci, just a few seconds, just, babe. just walk into frame as an extra, just walk through the background. Just a few seconds. Wouldn't that babe? be something if they got Susan Lucci to just walk in the background as, as Erica Kane, just. Through one scene, that's it. That's the cameo appearance. No words, nothing. I would like words, though. If I <laughs> have words, I'd love words. And who I want her to have, who I would like to see Erica Kane have a scene with, Tracy. Tracy. Yeah, that would Tracy. be good. That would be good. I don't know if we'll ever get that. Susan Lucci, she is still an active and busy lady out there in the world, going to all sorts of society events and just still being Susan Lucci to this day. Yeah. So <laughs> I saw her on a I saw her on a talk show not that long ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. You didn't uh, talk about going on General Hospital. It's funny. Chandra says I want Katie to be X number three, Katie McLean, who played Dixie. Um I agree. Because X number three is the one that is is the one that has the alimony and the payments and is That's the one to the that's three. given up the fifty thousand. Somebody tweeted, somebody stole our idea, ripped them from our, our very lips. And uh and said, Oh, it would be great if they had Crystal play one and Dixie play one and and I think it was Lindsay Hartley play the third because mm -hmm. that's who Tad was married to all three of those actors or characters and all my children. I want well. And I Katie think... McLean retweeted it and said, "This is a great idea." It is 
a great idea. <laughs> um, and I also think the um, uh, bride number one, the very first one, it would be hilarious if it were Marion. <laughs> I don't know what she's it's up hilarious. to. Hilarious. <laughs> because back in the day when Tad was like, you know, uh, 19 years old, 20 years old. Yeah. It was Marion and Linda, right? With Marian and she was like in her 40s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was boy toy stuff. Chandra says, I saw that. They stole it from you. I can't necessarily say that they stole it from us because I'm I'm pretty sure we stole it from the chat to begin with. So it's not even us. Like, it, unless you consider the chat like the 10th floor which i do so it is us anyway none of okay. us stole anything from anybody we just all have the same brilliant we just idea. all have the same idea that's all it's it's not a same unique thought idea. that only one person on the entire planet can think of uh you know so whatever uh <laughs> um that would be fun it would though. be it would, it would be, be super fun shame for it not to be somebody well, especially since they've dragged out this identity, even saying the name of the person, they've dragged it out. So if they dragged it out and it was, you know, oh, I married a person named Janice Walter. Who cares? Uh, what? You know, at this point, it's it's got to be somebody. It's got to be somebody. But, you know, even if it's a one life to live somebody, I'm still I'm still here for it. You know, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was married to Linda Dano's character. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, now, I never wouldn't heard it be funny, though, if he was getting the $50,000 was his cut of the copyright invention stuff of the uh, scepter thing. Of the, of the enchanter. Of the enchanter, exactly. Right, the enchanter and the deceptor. And that is the same recipe that he had an epiphany of in the sack. Oh, 100%. He gave he gave Lucy a brilliant exact breakdown, not quite realizing what he was doing in the time yes. of this thing, uh, which she immediately was like, this brilliant put it into production. And he is like, Oh, S H I T. Exactly. I cannot... He thought he was having some pillow talk being showing off how great he is. Yeah. Thinking, Oh wow. She's going to be dazzled by my brilliant makeup mind. Not yeah. realizing that she's going to turn this thing into a real product. Um, then he, oh. then he realizes after the fact, Oh, hockey sticks i can't uh you cannot tell anybody where you got this idea especially for me because it is a hop skip and a jump away from where the original tool is uh which tracy has already figured out and i'm just explaining the story at this point but i'm here for it it's good yeah. i like it i love it martin is. gray it is it's just so good with his accent mm -hmm. and as long as it's on the show i've got an I've got an excuse to do a voice that isn't this one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ava's mom is Delia Ryan. Yes. Um, um, I guess Wolcrane didn't know anything about Ava's parentage before. So it's a fun little little tie-in. Yeah. Up yesteryear. It's her mom is Delia Ryan. And Delia was married to Frank off and on. Frank is the oldest Ryan child of Ryan's mm -hmm. Frank is the oldest. He's also a politician, stand-up citizen. And Delia was always messing around because, you know, yeah, Delia's not the smartest. She's people. not? She, Delia's not. She's not the smartest of people. She's had a checkered past. She's been an underdog. She just, you know, she just, she just, she just makes choices that she makes. That but she they, the, but they, the, the way they've written um, Delia, Ava's mom, 
really pays homage to the character she was on Ryan's Hope. She's well, that's good. good. That's good. No, good. Big, no big changes. No big changes. <laughs> Delia Reed, Ryan, Ryan cool, Coolridge. There you go. <laughs> oh, Matt, you know how you mentioned that uh, the um, you mentioned that the um, convention meeting stuff that was happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, I saw something where they had um, they had General Hospital uh, cast members of the past. Yes, they had a little panel of that. Uh-huh. Brando was on that one. Brando. Oh, good. I was glad that Johnny Walker got to do something. Yeah, Johnny Walker was on there. And now I don't don't remember the stinking character's name, but he was so funny. He's at the floating rib, you guys. He's the guy with, you know, the feathered hair forever. Um, was behind the bar at the floating rib before. It's the bartender? The yes, regular he bartender. Was the bartender. What was his name, you guys? He was there. Uh, they might be able to tell you. I don't know. I have no idea who you're referring to at all. Oh. Floating Rib also blew up, so, you know. Yes. Now we, now we got the he was the bartender girl. there. He was the bartender know. there. I don't know. I don't know. Stop to me. Honey guy. Stop to me. Like, Coleman? Yes! Coleman! He was there. there. See, look at that. I saw a picture of him. He looks yeah, exactly Canadian the same, fuzzy. you guys. Canadian Fuzzy coming in with the facts. Thank you, Canadian Fuzzy. Hey, Tyrone. He look exactly the same. With the same feather do too, same feather do. Yep. Um, and uh, and the youngins are up to what they've always been up to. Um, yeah. You know, two of them don't get out of bed. Two of them don't get out of bed, and two of them don't get into bed. There you go. <laughs> Par for the course when it comes to the Jackson Sprina out there. Uh, I know there's a there's big fan bases who love to absolutely just talk about every single moment that these characters have with each other and in comparison with one another and how much time is spent with Esme versus time is spent with Trina and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, shoot, it is just it's just moving on, plodding along as we expect it to. I don't really know quite what to say about what's going on in those worlds right now um, until something kind of happens in those worlds. You know, we can see the tension with um, Spencer and Esme. Um, we can see the time that he's forced into spending with her, but we can also see how much he doesn't give a crap mm. about her past, her role in Ace's life. Um, I guess they talked about sneaking around, which doesn't make a whole world of sense to me. Just be public about things. What do you need to sneak around mm. at all for? I, I don't get it, but whatever, you know, if, mm. if whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Jocelyn and, and, and Dex are just continuing to bone one another, and they're just coming up with different ways for them to be naked with each other on screen. And that's kind of their story right now. They're back up from that. Yes, you get kind of boring. It's 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 you know, you know it's not that... a heavy criticism because I know there's plenty of people that still love it. But for okay. me, there's nothing going on in that relationship. No, and you know what I noticed? I noticed with Trina and Joss were at the pool, right? Mm-hmm. Trina was way more receptive of what was going on than Joss. I mean, she noticed that. Dex was there yeah. surveying people. And he wasn't even wearing you know, a good, good exactly. costume. He was, he was there in a cap and sunglasses. But she totally knew what he was up to. Totally knew who he was watching. Totally saw everything with him leaving and stuff. And uh, <laughs> Joss was kind of oblivious, wasn't she? I'm not looking at anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not specifically watching... Shh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Super convincing. Yeah. Super convincing. I don't know if you noticed, but I saw your boyfriend standing back there, and he was not looking inconspicuous. Uh, <laughs> he was just staring. Who was he staring at? Gladys or something, right? Who was he staring at? He was staring at Austin. He was staring at Austin. He was tailing Austin, wasn't he? Tailing Austin. Yeah, trying to figure out what's going on there, right? Right? Or he's tailing her. Tailing somebody on Sonny's orders. I don't remember. Who cares? Yeah, he was. Chandra, who's in Matt's chair? Where did Matt go? You guys, where'd you go? Asks Fuzzy. You guys are funny. You guys are funny. That was on purpose. Just no, not noticing him suggests Genie. Maybe, maybe Joss was like, "Oh, he's at work." Maybe. <laughs> Daisy says Esme is plotting. When is she not? When is she not? Plotting? Of course, Esme's plotting. She's constantly of oh, tailing the nanny. Plotting. Nanny. That's what it was. Tailing. That's the right. Nanny. The babysitter. The nanny. Yes, Betty the baby. One that's slapping Ava. The one that's slapping Ava, making the truth come out, and almost getting shoved off parapets. She is not going to be long for this show, folks. Don't get too attached. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that nanny is evil. It's super. She super is. Um, do you want Finn to be? And the they better not staff? show a scene of her with Avery and her being mean to Avery at all. She will be though, wouldn't she? She's she already called her a little brat. Oh my god! <laughs> if she's mean to Avery. I don't care who it is. Someone needs a. Oh man. Someone is in the need of a Cassandra pull down to the table. <laughs> From Nina. You don't touch a kid that's not even mine. <laughs> um, um, and in closing, Mother, final question to you before we get back on the elevator. Do you want Finn to be the co chief of staff, or do you not give a crap about who runs this dang hospital? Um, I would feel I would if if I thought that there was some kind of um plot beat or some story that I want to see told with Finn as chief uh, the co chief of staff, uh, I would be have some kind of opinion. But I'm right now because of the way the beats are. Who gives a crap? Who gives a crap? I don't think it's absolutely, I don't think it's necessary. I don't see why Terry needs a co-chief of staff. I don't know why we were, I, I think that came up. I, I think it came up recently. I think it, it did. doesn't. Hmm? But the only thing that makes it kind of cutesy is, what makes it kind of cutesy is, um, that's Audrey and Steve Hardy. Chief of staff head nurse. Yes. So that's the reason. Well, then that's what's going to happen. They're they're very clearly making Finn and Elizabeth, uh, 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 Audrey and all them, right? Audrey and Steve. So, whatever. I'd rather have Finn. Yes, I'm okay with Finn. So, hey, all right, we're cool with that. Cool, cool. Everybody's happy. Everybody's I, I'm happy. cool with it. What I'm cool with it is, you know, this past week with the scene that we did see with him, um, with um, Curtis, I just really really loved it and mm -hmm. if we can get more michael easton scenes something current something similar to that because of this change in yeah. character and the new direction i'm all for that because okay. i thought that scene was good all right austin should be chief of cat chief of staff because he's a q hmm. 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 i think austin's gonna find himself not being a doctor pretty soon so too. Or he's going to be the crime doctor. I don't know. Austin needs to go. I don't know about needs to go. 
Austin needs to continue to be in scenes with Ava because she's fun. That's my opinion. Anyway, that's it. That's all Austin I have. Needs to go. I don't think Austin needs to go, but I do think, I think I would enjoy Austin being bad. I know it's the same old beat for Roger Howard, but I don't care. He plays bad so well. He really does. And in closing, new Molly tripped and broke her foot and can't have her own babies now. And so I guess we're not going to do surrogacy after all. And we might adopt a baby. Did they not explain what happened to her foot? Because it seemed like to me they did not. They didn't show anything. They just said she was in an accident. Yeah. I don't know if something actually happened to the actress and she's in a foot race or they were just like, let's be tongue in cheek and cheeky about this and say that she got an accident. I have a feeling something actually happened to the actress and she got a boot on the foot. I think so too, because I don't see why they would just randomly decide that she tripped and fell outside of a building and not show it and make it a part of something, especially with things that are going on right now. You know, oh, Chrissy, you shoved me down the stairs, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> so but then they also talked about how um molly can't have babies with her own eggs now too like it's like it's a fact like she can't have any of her own kids which takes all of this in vitro surrogacy direction completely away unless they're not going to unless they're going to find a donor egg they're that well it just it just makes it where christina will be the donor egg but that's her niece, not her daughter. It's weird to me. It, just for me, as a spectator, if this was my life, it would be weird to me. Because in, in my mind, it would be my niece and not my kid. Or nephew and not my I, kid. I, underst- I understand. I understand. And um, actually, I have friends that were really considering doing something like that, where uh, the brother was going to be the donor mm-hmm. for... His sister and her wife. But they mm-hmm. decided not to do it for the reason you said. Yeah, because there's, there's just But some... at the same time, yeah. though, you cannot have any closer match to being that child being really half you and half your partner. But it's still not you, though. But it's still not you. It's still not you. But I don't know, though. It's a bit. It's a philosophical debate, and and if somebody else out there feels differently and they think it's right for their life, don't take this as any sort of judgment because it's not. If it's right for your life and that's something you want to do, go for it. Build your family in the way that makes sense to you. I'm not here to say don't. Just from my POV, I wouldn't. That's all. That's all. Oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. It reminds, you know, it's it's a, it's interesting philosophical question. It's also something similar to like um. You know, like if 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 the teleporters from Star Trek existed, but it destroyed your original body and rebuilt a new body with all of the same memories, are you still you? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> from my perspective, no. I, I I am gone in that first yes. in that first thing, and now there's a clone of me living my life, and everybody just treats it as though I'm me. You know, it's similar similar thought patterns to that too. You know, if you take it as that's still me then cool that works for you you don't consider yourself as as died or as different same uh-huh. thing with i consider this my kid because it's as closely genetic or lately related to me as it possibly can be cool i don't know i'm just saying words now ma you have nothing to say i understand but i understand what, but i understand what you're talking about when it comes so to we'll what see. you're talking about we'll see maybe maybe tj and, and christina will just find themselves in the throes of passion some night I don't think so either. I think they're going to wind up uh, with my original thought, which is uh, adopting themselves a downtrodden, underprivileged child from Christina's 
agency or charity or whatever it is. From her, yeah, from, from her, her foundation. And I'm, and I'm glad I, I got the impression this, you know, this with Christina, uh, it seemed like um, a lot of her decision-making when it came to her business was like, okay, you're going to be inexperienced and not, and not know, but you know, you got to like, you know, you know, try to educate yourself on something. It seemed like before it was like the most obvious things that she needed to do for a foundation were not ever, nothing was obvious to her. Uh, you know, it's just because the family is going to be working together. My theory is Alexis is going to leave the newspaper and help Christina with this foundation in a more official full-time capacity. I think so too. Because she was talking a couple of weeks ago about being uninspired with this career choice and it's less, it's further away from the action than she thought it would be. Yeah. And I thought the impression that she really, really, really is just missing being a lawyer. Yeah. You know, we'll see what direction that the producers and the writers want the character to go in, because the reason why Alexis stopped being a lawyer after all of this time is because Nancy Lee was like, I want to do stuff that isn't court. Yeah. And so they figured it out for her. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'd rather have Chrissy in a romance with the nanny Betty without knowing she's working against Sonny and Sonny knows it. I like Nunu Molly better than the second one. I think that's 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 purposeful. I, um, I think that they uh, they 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 took their time to choose somebody. They let a holiday Craig Kriegel, uh film for a couple of weeks. Like she was she was a solid temporary cast member while they figured out their path forward. I think that she successfully plays younger than Christina. Uh, that was very apparent this week in their scenes together. Um, I really feel as though she has established herself as the youngest sister of the three. And I don't, uh, and I didn't get the the same kind of like uh, where with a uh, with Molly number two, I felt like she was impersonating uh, Haley mm -hmm. Coolos, and yeah, um, and I didn't, I didn't feel, I don't feel that way with with our current Molly. Yeah, doing her own interpretation. On top of that, I also kind of appreciated Christina being like my brilliant sister, who from ten years old knew the definition of these words I never even thought of. Uh, you know, like reestablishing some of the important parts yes. of the Molly character going forward so yes. people know exactly who she is yes. and what she's capable of. So, yeah. Uh, Alexis needs the newspaper and Lulu wakes up to take it over. Maybe. Lulu was a reporter. Well, well it, it looks to me like I, I just, I really do think that they're they're going to have Lulu wake up. Well, they Maybe moved her all the way to Port Charles. Weeks, but I do think they're going to the have next, Lulu wake up. That's 12 months. Uh, because they just, I just don't believe that they would have spent that much time with Charlotte at her bedside, be begging her to wake up. No, without it no, gonna happen. No, no, no. There, there wouldn't. They wouldn't have re um, reintroduced a body for Lulu if they didn't have an intention to do something with it. It's not like she was Jeannie Francis, you know, where they're like, oh, well, let's let's refer to Laura every once in a while because that's a char important character. Let's get that right. body double staring out the window with a shadow back. Um, because Lulu isn't Laura, like we, we don't right. necessarily need to flash to the character and remind us that they're still on the canvas and still comatose. Um, now if they have Laura go to Lulu next week, that girl's going to wake up for sure. Yes. Yeah. If we go visit again, then yeah, we're, we're, we're in the next eight weeks, uh, Lulu would be waking up. But I think that when, and if that decision's made, we're not going to be surprised by it. I don't think so either. And we're going to hear about it weeks in advance. Not at all. We won't be surprised. And I'll be curious of who they choose. Are they going to be a whole new Lulu? Is it going to be one of the other two that we had for so long? I don't believe it'll be Julie Berman. I don't think so. Even though that would be my choice because she was my favorite Lulu. I, don't know. We'll I liked her a lot as Lulu. Emma? I don't know. I don't know. It could be somebody brand new. It could be. 
I, you know, uh, they'll get who they can get, I guess. <laughs> People are excited because Matt Cohen got uh, let go from entertainment tonight. It's like, ooh, Griffin can come back and... and, and oh, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Now. Yeah, I so, wonder yeah. why. I wonder why entertainment tonight. seems like they just did a staff cut. Maybe because they cut and maybe, maybe they decided to just clean house. Yeah, because they, they, they let a number of people go that worked for the show in various different departments, and he was one of them. It just seemed like they were doing some just cleanup. Well, Matt, go on back. We would we would love for Anna to find out for real that you are indeed her baby. Griffin was a great character on on his way out, so you know, interesting yes. too. We'll see. We'll yes. see. We'll see. Anyway, I'm getting he out of here. He looks so I'm much like Ian Buchanan. Oh my god, he looks so much like Ian Buchanan. And he's a Labory, and we can find out that Ryan is actually, or excuse me, that uh, that Drew is actually Ryan the whole time. <laughs> anyway, I'm out of here. I'm getting on the elevator. You can come with me too. Get out of here. Okay. Get out of here, folks. Get out of the elevator. Gotta go back down to the first <laughs> floor. All right. We're gonna get in the parking garage. There's no active threats. You know, Pikeman is only worried about Sunny. So, you know, it's safe. It's really safe in Port Charles right now. I don't know, though. You watch out for that damn nanny. I mean, watch she's not targeting her. us. She's targeting very specific people, and oh. it's not me. So, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm gonna watch for the nanny. <laughs> but I am gonna go to my car, and I'm gonna turn my episode, my radio to previous episodes of the tenth floor, which you can find on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also explore this YouTube channel to find our other various shows, like uh, we did a YouTube reaction. We did uh, days of we're doing days of our lives podcasts at nine a.m. Pacific time every Sunday morning now, just before this one, so you can enjoy our soapbox uh, Sundays that we have. <laughs> Uh, where we just go over half of all soap offerings out there in the world. Um, you could support the show by getting a cup of coffee, a cup of Corinthos coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash 10th floor. Just chip us $5 like Lee did. Lee did a couple of weeks ago. Thank you very much, Lee, for doing that. Um, um, shoot, previous episodes of 10th floor, which you can find on all your favorite podcasting platforms. If you can't find it on your favorite podcasting platform, reach out to me on Twitter at 10th floor GH, and I will point you in the right direction. Uh, indeed indeed um <laughs> you know that's it go spend some time with your families i've been Matt. i've been cat and we'll catch you right here next time on the 10th floor goodbye everybody bye